So I just took a sip. Yep. I don't think it's that bad. It man. isn't that bad, actually. It's not. Where's, where's, did you already? I got some. Well, there's still a little left here. Here, here. It, you brought it. I brought it, so I'll finish <laughs> yeah. it off. Wow. I, it's actually not that bad. I don't think there's anything wrong with this beer. <laughs> this Dang is, it. I wanted it to be horrible, <laughs> and it's not. It's, it's actually really clean. Yeah, describe it, Scott. Put, put the put the professor hat on and tell us what you think. So, gosh, so it's it's not layers of flavor like some of the beers right. that we try here. The, the, the it's kind of single note. The, the aroma doesn't smell good though. It smells yeah. like uh, floral. It, it smells better than the Genesee and the Natty Daddy. Well. Touche. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's clean. Wow, you're it's, you're it's really a, going on the limb on that one. Too. Super clean finish, just your basic. It's just like, like a basic yeah. lager, but super clean. There's not much to it. You can taste the sake. Yeah. It's got a, a burn, a sake burn to it. But the weird thing about the sake, if you've ever had sake, while it it burns, it's not super alcohol tasting. And I don't. So this beer doesn't have that astringent component to it it's not too bad now this isn't terrible this is um there's not much much complexity to it after you get past the sake um yeah and it is to nick's point it is nine percent though so be careful this is craft beers and cheap meals with the clydesdale crossfitter I am Scott Schweitzer, and I am the Clydesdale Crossfitter. My friends and I like to hang out and relax over craft beers and really, really good food. We want to take you on a journey as we discover these new and exciting places. Come along for the ride. If you enjoy these podcasts, please hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a really good rating. Thank you for joining us. Now off to this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to Craft Beers and Cheap Meals with the Clydesdale Crossfitter. This is episode six, and the whole gang is back together for the first time since just after Thanksgiving with a new addition. Um, so we have with us Mike Dorwalt. How are we doing? Wait, did you just call us New Edition? No, no. No, we, we do not sing and dance like New Edition. Okay. Uh, we got Kit Hagen. What's up there, Scott? Uh, we're going to talk about a bet that we had a couple weeks ago in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our new addition is Nick Schweitzer. He was with us with Zafdig, but this is a first roundtable discussion he's joined. And I do not understand the new addition joke, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is our he is our 20-something in the group. I'm here to reduce the average down a bit. Uh, Bell, Biff, DeVoe, uh, Bobby Brown. Um, not helping. Going. Not helping. <laughs> not helping. Still not there. Okay. And finally, Matt Zetzer... How you doing, Scott? Great to be back. Good here. So, um, first I want to apologize. I have been getting over a cold for a good number of weeks now. Voice is at about 75%. And uh, apparently the new addition and the old mainstay can't get the mic to click in. Can go handheld if you need to. Yeah, we're going handheld until this is fixed. Thank you. (laughs) All right, so... We're going to just kind of recap a few things, and uh, and then we have a special kind of episode, uh, and we're, we're calling it the Holiday Black Bag. I've got my little Grinch on the desk. I got Frosty Snowman up here, so we're still kind of in the holiday mood, uh, just a week after Christmas. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. So let's uh, let's get the black little, bag rolling. A little, little nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Can you explain black bag though? So it's not really going to be a black bag, but the the concept is black bag, and every one of us brought one of our not to say some type of beer we hate, but one of our least favorite beers, and then one that we really kind of like a lot, and we're going to put those into a a black bag per se. Each person is going to draw two, and they have to drink those two during the podcast. Now, the the odds are you should get one good and one bad, but that's not necessarily going to be the case. Can you please define drink the beer? You must finish it in its entirety. Yeah, and, and you set a few rules down, at least one that I remember, which was no sours, because I had a... I had a sour that I really wanted to bring called Goo Goo Muck by Seven Sun, and you wouldn't let me bring it. So I brought another awful beer, but... Okay. Uh, that is true. We said no sours because we figured it would just be a sour bash, and we don't want a sour bash for this. We wanted... Hey, Nick, Nick do you like sours? I like some sours, actually. Okay, yeah. so we do have one sort of a sour <clears throat> fan in the group now. They're a little hit or miss with me, but... Um, Hoof-Hearted in particular, that's based in Columbus. I like some of their sours. Okay. Uh, I had one of theirs last night. Still hated it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. I, I looked at my bottom .25s in, in Untapped, and I think I have 15 maybe .25s, and of the 15, I think 12 of them are sours or, or some fruit beer. Yeah, that's, that's probably my case as well. Um, so, hey, let's let's we'll go ahead and we'll pass this around and get it started because we have some time to drink the two. Uh, I will I will draw first, dun, and dun, as dun, you dun. can see, the bag is above my head, as the podcast listeners can oh. see. Um, <laughs> and my first one is oh gosh, I got the kit bad. Oh <laughs> yes, fantastic. Why 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 do you say oh gosh? Is it does it acknowledge that I know the worst beers? Yeah. Uh, as we'll talk about later, you had a special event this week, and so that kind of tells me that you know a range of beers, both good and bad. Yep, yep. Okay, so Mike has German? pulled it out of the refrigerator. Explain. Okay, so first of all, what's bad about this beer is you can hardly pronounce the name. <laughs> it's German. It is AEC... H T Act S C H L E N F E R L A Schlerna Schlerna I have no idea and I think the last word is crap <laughs> no ficked that's German that's German for garbage I, I think a new rule should be you have to be able to pronounce it yeah. to give it no, away no. no so so here's the deal with this actually I think Scott's gonna like it because it's got the word Doppelbach on the bottom yeah it's a Doppelbach but here's the key to this beer. This brewery makes, and I think invented the concept of the smoke beer. You ever had a smoke oh, beer? <laughs> smoke beer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I had um, a local brewery, Kindred Brewing. They have one called Campfire. It is marshmallow and smoke. And complete trash. Ugh. Yeah. So, so, this, right. so they have several smoke beers. This is the Doppelbach. Uh, the one that I actually rated a .25 is a Marzen. So... I don't. I've had this one as well. I actually don't think this one is quite as bad as the Marzen. So there's that. So you're welcome. 
I bought this at. You mean bad or that you do not like it? I mean, it just tastes really bad. Okay. And I this beer is available here in Columbus at Pies and Pints. I purchased it on the way over here. And so, good luck, Scott. Ah, hit me. <laughs> so first impression <laughs> okay so well, only so a face mother would love <laughs> so first impression is the, the first layer of it is not bad that's right that's right it, it you taste it, you're like well that's that's a good german beer yep and then and now i'm filled with that like campfire smoke for 20 more ounces. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it lingers. It does. It sits in your mouth. Yeah. Wow. That is something special. You're welcome. I'm so I'm so happy that you got this one too. <coughs> oh. And we're going to hand it off to Mike. <laughs> Matt good. Matt good. So make your way over to the refrigerator and open that up on the right side there. You'll see a, uh, a duck rabbit milk stout. If anybody's familiar. This is your good? Are you sure? This is my good. Duck dude. rabbit milk stout. Yes. So um, uh, I'm not going to lie. I have had this before. I believe it's a Georgia beer. It is North, uh, North Carolina. Yep. Um, it is uh, their traditional full-bodied full stout brewed with lactose um so this I, i'm a big stout guy and this i discovered uh, on a work trip down to north carolina and yeah if you see the label depending on how you look at it you'll see a duck or a rabbit oh yeah there you go there you the, go the, the famous uh, eye test quiz thing that is at every leadership conference i think i've ever been to absolutely absolutely and so this is uh I love stouts in general, but this milk stout is is my favorite. So, if I could quote Elmer Fudd, I would, but I can't at this moment about wabbit hunting. So, <laughs> so as he takes a sip, it's always about the first reactions. I think that was a smooth. He goes back for a second, and I don't like this game already. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're having to suffer through the smoke beer over there. And and it's not a 12 ounce. That's oh, yeah. Right. Oh, no, and no. by you the way. You didn't actually set that rule. So so the the, fir the first hit is, is um, a very smooth milk stout. Then mm -hmm. it does. There's a little, there's some um, uh, char flavor, smoke flavor at the end of it when it's coming through. I'm not sure if you're supposed to get that. That's what I'm getting right now. But that also could be from the half a rack of ribs I ate before I came here. That very well could be, but it pairs well with ribs, I will I, say. I could definitely see that. Yeah, there, there's definitely some subtle sweetness to it. Um, but it is, uh, it's it's my one of my favorite, not only stouts, but beers in general. So uh, enjoy. And you, you like the, the milk piece to the stout, right? So it kind of smooths it out a little bit for it, you? It does. I mean, it's... Um, you know, I, I'm a big Guinness guy, so that's kind of where things originate for me. But then uh, the milk stout, even like an, an oatmeal stout, you get a little bit more, a little more chewy, I guess, for for lack of a better term. But the milk stout, I think, kind of smooth smooths it out a little bit more. And did you go to this brewery? I did not. Oh, okay. I did not. But up until recently, you could not get this in Ohio. So this is just within the past, gosh, month or two. I think, I th I think as, as 
things get going is it happened like three years ago when um, Sweetwater came up to mm-hmm. Northern Ohio. Yeah. Then Terrapin came up. I think Duck Rabbit's one of those ones that's coming up lately as these southeastern breweries are starting to expand because they can produce more barrels. Well, and I think they're starting to realize kind of the beer market that is available here in Columbus as well. Um, they make they make a great uh, a great porter as well. They've got a nice line of products that um, this one is definitely one that they make year round, but they have some seasonal ones as well. Where in North Carolina is this? I believe it's in Farmville, North Where Carolina. Don't know. (laughs) Duck Rabbit Craft Brewery, Farmville, North Carolina, 27828. Because I know Asheville. I've never been to Asheville, but I've had a bunch of buddies go to Asheville for specifically craft beer drinking. And I'm wondering if this is an Asheville beer. Uh, I don't believe it's close to Asheville. I I know Mike's looking it up right now. We'll we'll get some more clarification. but um, By Greenville. Okay. So, yeah, I would encourage people to try their other ones as well. For me, the Milk Stout is my favorite of the yeah, Duck Rabbit. East of Raleigh, about, looks like about an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. Enjoy. Next up. I will enjoy this white kit. Goes to the Black Bull. Here we go. Scott's still suffering through the smoke beer. He's about a third, maybe a quarter of the way done. Snapping his head. He's raging like he a bull over there. It's every time you're like, okay, oh. it's not so bad. And oh, then- and look at this. Scott Good. So nice of you. Oh. So uh. nice. Really? So it's in the door. It is the left-handed milk stout. Oh, oh I like this beer. I've had this Nitro. beer. I have it up here on my phone, good, so you can go ahead and. Story to go <laughs> so the reason I picked this as my favorite, it's you know I I love stouts, I love all that kind of stuff, but this was kind of my gateway drug into the the really heavy milk stout um, stout family, and it happened at one Mr. Matt Zetzer's house, one fateful Fourth of July. Ah uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> he got me hooked on this. Um, and there were rumors of maybe like uh, streaking through the backyard. There might have been streaking to the fireworks on a Dublin Fourth of July. Uh, double streaking, or was this a single? Streaker? Oh, just a single. It, okay, all right. And, and just rumors, just rumors. Like like <laughs> like uh, Bigfoot kind of blurry photo <laughs> yeah, type rumors. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's amazing what'll happen after about seven or eight left-handed milk stouts. While listening to John Fogarty sift through the the the, the, the trees. <laughs> Um, so that's why hey, I Nick, do you know who John Fogarty is? I do know who John Fogarty is. Thank you, you know who John Fogarty is, but not New Edition. I have so, no idea who that is. I've, I'll so have to le- Google it or the something. The left-handed brewing. Um, this is their milk stout. It's Get roast- out an almanac to figure out where, what that is. <laughs> Roasted malt and coffee flavors build this foundation on this creamy, sweet stout. Uh, milk sugar in your stout is like cream in your coffee. Yeah, so here here's my uh, sort of review of this beer. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, it's almost hard to call it a stout because it's so smooth and kind of creamy on the back. You you know, like you think about Guinness, and it's kind of got a little bit of that that leather burn feeling yep. to it or taste. This thing is smooth as all get out. There's yep. no chocolate there. There's no leather. There's no peat or earth taste to it. It is super, super smooth. I can see why now you thought we picked the same beer. Yeah. 
But I, yeah. I couldn't pass up the story. And <laughs> what's funny is now I'm a stout fanatic. Like that is those are my favorite beer, stouts and porters. Um, at back then, that was not the case. I did not like stouts as much. And that was kind of my gateway to that new. I'd actually like a kid to explain what peat tastes like. Peat is like moss. And it's the stuff that they, a it, lot of the scotch, single malt scotch is from wherever. Scotland, it literally Ireland, is. Scotland, earth. wherever. It's earth. It's dirt. And you can, I mean, there's beers. I told you guys the other day when I went to that, uh, that, uh, Conchahokan. Conchahokan. No, Conchahokan. No, 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 Conchahokan. Conchahokan. That's the, right. The parachute. That's right. It w- It tasted like soil. And, yeah, I don't like that. But this has none of that. I actually have peat at my house that I use in my smoker and my fire pit. I'll bring it by sometime. I've been there when he's done it. It smells really good. Well, thank you very much for this beer, Scott. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. How is it, it that I'm the only one with a bad one? <laughs> Didn't you write them all? If I get two bads, oh, man. So Nick is on we the poll now here. Never, on the poll. We never did talk about that as a rule, did we? You could get two bads, couldn't you? You can. Well, I just pulled my own bad, so I'm going to yeah. toss that bad boy back in there. Oh, I got Matt Zetzer's bad. Apparently, it's just bad luck to be a Switzer today. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and grab that new Belgian Voodoo Ranger special release, Atomic Pumpkin. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, this is interesting because I do like the regular oh, Voodoo Ranger. Voodoo Ranger. A very good beer. Very drinkable. This I have not heard of, and I'm afraid. You know, one thing I was thinking about was what happens when someone pulls a bad and they actually like the style? Exactly. I, I wasn't sure, like, maybe Scott might like a smoked beer. Maybe well, Nick likes pumpkin beers. Right. And I think that's that's the, the part of this is it – for some people, this may be a good beer, but personally, it, it kind of falls like pumpkin beers fall into holiday beers for me, Christmas beers. Well, it, Just not I mean, a fan. Voodoo Rangers is a complex um, beer to begin with, but then to add atomic pumpkin. pumpkin. <laughs> Here we go. And? I actually like this beer. Oh! <laughs> there it was! There it was! Bad beer gone good? Is that what we call that? Yeah, this this beer is really good. I actually really like the kind of spicy pumpkin vibe that it, they added onto the Voodoo Ranger. It has a bit of a bit of a harsh aftertaste at the very end, but honestly, I would totally drink this beer happily and will. Yeah, you know, cheerio to you because that is one that. Um, would have sat in my refrigerator for a long time until you came over again because that was never going to be drank by me. So I'm glad it worked out for you. That that was actually the impetus for the black bag concept was we were talking about the fact that we because we all like to try beers, right? You go and buy some four-pack or six-pack because you want to try it, and then it's awful. And then you have five or three really crappy beers sitting in your fridge, and what are you going to do with them? Try and pawn them off on people. You invite someone over. Well, that right, exactly. Hey, you like pumpkin? Yeah, no, this is good. And I, th- I think it's good too because I have a, I think I have a bit of a different taste pa- palette or preference than you guys. Um, I like stouts here and there, but I'm definitely more of like a double IPA, New England IPA. I like those kind of fruity, um, 
aftertaste with my with my with my hoppy beers. But what do you think about smoke aftertaste? <laughs> well, in the city I grew up in, smoke aftertaste was typically just <laughs> straight up cigarettes. <laughs> so, <laughs> amen to that. Uh, that's we should describe it that way. The smoke beer tastes like someone just put a cigarette out in your beer. Beer, yep, yep. I I would go with that. You know, it's funny. It's it's cool that Nick liked your bad beer because during the holiday we had the same thing, right? Where some of us loved a beer and others of us hated it. You know, and so that's what's cool about this roundtable discussion when we do these things is that you, you're going to have different palates who like different things. Well, and the other thing I was thinking about when we were, we were talking about this concept was these beers are made for a reason, right? I mean, and they're, they're purchased because they keep on making them. So, <laughs> right. So somebody's yeah. drinking them. Someone likes them. It's just right. not us, perhaps. Correct. I, I, I got to be honest. I'm a little scared right now yeah. by what I just pulled out of the black bag. Um. I guess it's karma, but I pulled out Nick bad. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about my... So I brought two bad beers because I wasn't sure if we were supposed to bring craft beer that we just don't like that somebody else might like or an objectively what I think is a bad beer. So that those stipulations were not put on this... I did not bring a craft beer as my bad beer. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm so, well, so, so that, sorry. This is an interesting debate because I, yeah. I was talking to a couple of my Seattle buddies again about how they rate beers. And one of the things, oh, I exactly. <laughs> one of the things that those guys do is they will just rate big beers as bad. So, you know, if it's a Bud or whatever, they're giving it a .25. I don't know that that's I, – I, I understand that because you're kind of – Anti big beer. I, yeah, I'm not a. I'm personally not a fan of that because, I'm so I'm a big fan of Bush Light just as a very so, easy drinking beer, especially like on a warm sunny day. I had a great conversation with someone about how to rank beers. If you're looking at Bud Light, Bush Light, Coors Light, and all that, those are great light mass produced beers. Yeah, they serve a purpose. You might not like them, but for what they are, they're good. So I mean, it's it's it's, that it's not what I would pick on my night out no, dinner with my no. wife. But after mowing the lawn, an icy light tastes really mm-hmm. good. So, so Nick, do, do we serve this by taking the top of the, the, the brown paper bag off? I mean, there's no good way to serve it, so <laughs> just rip it off like a Band-Aid. I like that Nick's got a and reveal he, and, and on he, his beer, the brown bag. And he brought a bomber, basically, of his it. bad beer. What is this? Uh, it's the only way they sell it. Oh, come on. Well, this beer... I'll be interesting to see what you think because this beer was a technology technological marvel when it first came out. We talked about this yesterday <laughs> too. So I'm still unwrapping this wonderful present, which is the Natty Daddy, eight <laughs> percent, twenty five fluid ounces. This should count as like I don't even know it's what. It's light. I, I, it's a light, isn't it? Here. Yeah, have um, a cup. Uh, I think this uh, is no, a share. Me. This is excuse a shareable. <laughs> no, 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 no. Excuse me. I did not get a twelve ounce beer. Well, yours I did is, not get a sixteen ounce beer. Yours is in the metric system, hey, Scott. Nick. So it's you know it's hard yours. to compare. <laughs> I'm almost done with my delicious left-handed milk stout. How you doing on the smoke beer? I tell uh, you, this duck rabbit milk stout's really good. Just for the record, I hate all of you. <laughs> I am actually, I'm actually almost done. I see that. No, I'm. I'm 
Now, maybe to make this a little bit better, I do have my other quote-unquote bad beer to me, which you might like. It's very popular in Columbus, and a lot of people do like it. So if you want to go back and forth, you can definitely do that. Hey, if you go back well, and forth, I would say you probably don't have to finish all 25 ounces, just maybe 20. Yeah. I, I'm speechless right now. I, I, I'm really speechless. I'm going to have a slug. Oh, that is so bad. Hey, Matt, Matt, I'll help you out. If, you, if, if the group will allow. I, I'll try it, too. Here, that, you guys, I'm shaking. It's like burns. <laughs> so we're all going to try the natty. This I is mean, not and, natty and, light, right? This right, is full, the, because, full on natty. Because for the record, natty light was my house beer up until, well, it kind of still is. So if you guys come over, you're getting served a natty light on a hot summer day. <laughs> so tell us why you think this is bad. Like, what's your, what's the. It is just, I, I, it's indescribable. It is, um. I guess when you're used to good beer, I don't know. It's got just a, a, a distinct taste to it that kind of lingers. I've smelled this before <laughs> in some yeah. basement at, at municipal <laughs> municipal stadium back in Cleveland in like '84, maybe. <laughs> yeah, when my shoes were sticking to the ground. You know, I, let let's not totally trash this beer. I, I'll, there's a couple of positives in this beer. One yeah, is name one. Well, one is. It uh, drinks about the same out of the can as it does a plastic <laughs> yeah. cup, right? There's consistency oh, there. there's that. So, Absolutely. So let me add that I actually prefer this to the smoked beer. I would <laughs> I would 100% agree with you on that. I would actually, drink this every day of the week. Actually, why don't you crap. why don't you save a little bit of the smoked beer so That's the other boy the other boys can try That's it. That's all backwash. Doesn't no. matter. No, no. No. And grab his other bad beer cuz I'm just I, I'm like Curiosity killed the cat here. It's the Wolf Ridge uh, Dire Wolf. Wolf Ridge Dire Wolf. So the other bad beer, like I said, is a lot of people really do like it. Um, it's a it's an imperial milk stout um, from a brewery called called Wolf Ridge, which I like pretty much all of their other beers. Um, this is the only beer of theirs that I don't like. Now and why why don't you like Matt's, it? Matt's now realizing that the Natty Daddy is eight percent and the Wolf's Ridge is eleven percent, so he's going to be crawling up the stairs <laughs> out of this place. Is that brisket ready? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the Wolf's Ridge, it, a lot of people do like it. So it it has a lot of um, molasses and dark chocolate in it, with two things I do not like whatsoever. Um, so the combination of those two just really kills this beer for me. But maybe you'll like it. See, I, I actually like this beer. So if I had pulled this as, as a bad, I'd have been like, yes. It would have been like the pumpkin for you. Yeah. Because, I, I, I mean, Imperial stuff. This is right up my wheelhouse. What, what, what's Scott drinking again? Is that a German smoked? Yeah. Nick. Nick. Ooh. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Scott handed over the, the smoked beer to Nick. See, you need to try this, Mike. It's, yeah, it's, it's really bad. And, and the Wolf's Ridge, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, you can taste the 10.8 on it, but... <laughs> that was Nick's reaction. I think it's I just like licked a fire. <laughs> Cannonball. Oh, God. And the beauty of this beer, too, it, it Scott nailed it right out the gate, is that when you first drink it, the first three seconds of the beer aren't too bad, and then it just like gets way worse. You in the mouth. Okay, so for 10 hours Ugh. on Friday, I had my head in a smoker, smoking ribs and brisket all day long. I just sniffed the top of this bottle, exact same smell of the smoke box not what was coming out of the smoker but the smoke box 
the smell is great if you're cooking food. This is coming from something you drink. <laughs> oh, boy. He likes again, it. I don't know. It was all backwash. So <laughs> What's your review, Mike? You, you're I, actually I, sort of acting like you might not I, hate it. Um, I would have to have a couple more sips to figure it out. But not twenty, not twenty ounces. No, no. I'm I'm just happy that I got some natty daddy to wash it down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Is, oh. is it Scott's turn now again? No, no, snake. snake. Oh, he's snaking oh. it back. Snaking it back. Oh. Zetzer's going again. Do we really need to snake at this point? He's got a beer and a half to finish. Yeah, I'm. Do we want I'm, to the rules? Done, I'm done with my delicious left hand milk stout here. Yeah, we. I I, I. I can go. Yeah, I'll be the. All right, so Nick's going. Oh, for so I got one. Mike bad. So Ooh. I got the double bad. You're welcome. But in reality, you got a bad you like. That yeah, is true. Right. That is true. The white cans look good. All right. Seventh son. Smoked German ale. You're kidding. <laughs> Chester Copper Pot. You are kidding me. <laughs> okay. So I have a little bit of a story about this. Okay. So I, I, I'll wait. I'll admit I completely bought it on smoked and the label when I bought it. The so, label is really cool. Yeah. So it's like a skull cave mountain thingy that looks awesome. But yeah. So now that actually reminds me that I have two stories about this. Okay. So one is. To go find my really crappy German smoke beer, I went up first to Ale, Wine, and Spirits up on Sawmill, and I asked him, I said, do you have any smoke beers? And he goes, and I asked him for this or whatever it is. Fight? Yeah. And he said, no, I don't have that, but I have Chester Copperfield from Seven Sun, and I almost bought it. I'm so glad you bought it. So that, oh, I bought it to drink it, and I had one, didn't... This is the most recent beer I've bought that I did not like. Mm. Not saying it's a bad beer. I just didn't like it. So here, here's the other Seven Stun story, and it's funny to me that Nick said this. He looked at the can, and he's like, it's a really cool can, right? It so is. remember the beer that I – the sour that I said I wanted to bring and you wouldn't let me bring? It's called Goo Goo Muck. It is also Seven Stun. The only reason I bought that beer was because the can was cool. It had like this – raven like painting on it yes. it was super cool and i'm like okay i'll try that, <laughs> that so it's all sometimes it's all in the marketing i, I apologize matt's tongue is sticking to the top of his mouth right now <laughs> <laughs> that, that happened with me with terrapin their cans were really cool so i bought and it was not the, as, but the problem is the best terrapin beer they haven't released it up here yet it's the rye pale ale it is phenomenal all the stuff they've put up here so far is the stuff that I, it's their one-offs that they used to be one-offs, but now it's their mainstays, the hop executioner, their chocolate, whatever. And so, so I got to ask Matt, yep. you, you're a, you're a lover of Imperial stout. I am. Yep. And you're drinking one, a milk stout at that. And you don't look like you're enjoying it. It's as I look at the profile on this, it says coffee, dark chocolate and molasses and I'm picking up a lot of the molasses that is creating a little bit of like that uh, that tongue sticking to the roof of your mouth type Sorry, feeling. I'm still picking up the natty daddy. 
Yeah, Scott, you're going to like this beer, actually, because so you the, and I that, like these Imperial Stouts. It's a bit sweet, but mm-hmm. I, I don't mind that. Yeah. It is it is very very sweet and the the molasses I feel like actually overpowers everything else and the only other thing you kind of pick up is some of that dark chocolate which almost is a little bit bitter towards the end and almost makes it worse. I would me. also say I totally agree with you that it kind of sits in your mouth like it, it does. almost coats your mouth and that's not that's not see I would I would I would have that as right. a on the Clydesdale scale yeah. I, I'd have that as a six or seven yeah. probably i'd agree with that it, it has a weird mouthfeel though right like i don't like that but the taste of it is not bad at all the would not be on that high of a list bless you what what would you rate the well i just logged it on untapped live here on the podcast and i gave it a 0.5 Oof. Wait, 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 wait. What was the average, though, when you logged it? What was the average of the people that already had it? I did not look. But wait a second. You gave it a .5. There is a rating lower than .5. There is. So you're saying that there is a worse beer out there? There is. <laughs> is it Natty Daddy? Have you had a worse beer? <laughs> I have. Okay, when what's the worst beer? I'd be interested. So, ready? Out of 28,000 check-ins... The average ch- average check-in is 3.72. That's not horrible for untapped. Yeah. That's that's a lot of Germans. Kit, Kit yeah. are you are you yelling at him? <laughs> no. Are I you? just want to know what... Okay, do you remember what you gave this? I gave this a 0.25. No, you didn't. Oh, I gave this the 0.5. You gave it a 1. Same thing I gave it. I gave it a 1. You gave it a 1. Don't lie. I gave the other one, Unlike the yellow Unlike the rest label. of the Clemson, Ohio State <laughs> game, this one... <laughs> I gave the yellow label a point two five. <laughs> that is awesome. I see why Untapped is so cool. One of one of hey, our Matt, Matt, one of our losers at this table are not on Untapped yet. What is this this Untapped you speak of? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I kid because I care. Oh, I want to know what your point two five is. Oh, because I have, you should have more than one. All right, list out your point two fives. Um, who, who's, whose turn is it now? Uh, oh, it's still figure, my turn. I got to figure out the I app. So yeah, Nick's got a review. Coming back around to the yeah. Chester Copper Pot smoked German ale. Now wasn't Chester Copper Pot the penguin? I thought he was a magician or something. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Are they like a boys to men ripoff or what? They were. They were before boys to men. They were way before boys to men. Everyone wanted to be uh, new edition. They were the what started. Well, first the Jackson Five. So we'll say it that way. Gotcha. But it had a lot of people who went on. Uh, Johnny Gill, That's the Bobby other. Brown, Bell Biv DeVoe all came from New Edition. Hmm. Bobby Brown, probably the most oh, famous wow. because he married Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are okay. you trying? Chester Copperpot. You can fact check me on that. I know that for a fact. Yeah. That's a 10.8. German smoked ale. Now the. The uh, the thing about this beer is that the unlike the oct whatever the smoke punches you in the face immediately. This one the thing I like about it is it starts out relatively mild and then the smoke starts to kind of build up as you go. I, I think when I when I drink smoked ale I like the punch right in the, and then it evens out instead of that one it's as you said subtle then builds up. 
Yeah, again, I I honestly don't mind this beer. It's not it's not like a great beer. Um, for me, it's not something I would go out of my way to order. But um, I got two more in the fridge at home if you want them. I mean, I'll hold He's off on, on that. Off. That That's level brilliant. of commitment. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I'll, I'll save them for you. All right. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah I, I have some uh, pumpkin beers that I could interest you in in my fridge from 2017, I believe. I actually, the funny thing is I don't even like pumpkin, though. Like, I like um, I like this Voodoo Atomic Pumpkin is pretty good. I like Pumpkin. Outside of that, I pretty much universally hate pumpkin beer. Thank you. So this is a it's an odd exception to the rule. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm not a big fan of pumpkin. Uh, Olentangy River, who was our episode one, I actually like their, it's a pu- pumpkin spice latte, but a beer. Mm. That's really good. Um, and I like pumpkin, and that's about it. Yeah. They, I mean, pu- I feel like the yeah, pumpkin don't, starts don't to get a little. I have a friend that really, really, really enjoys pumpkin beer. Oh, to the point of nauseum. Aaron Heath. Aaron Heath, the oh, pumpkin boy. boy. There you go. He's an odd duck. That's for sure. So, so do you want my point two fives? I do. Yep. Uh, Hanalei Island IPA. Oh wait, by Kona. Kona Brewing. That's a point two five for you? Yeah. I haven't wow. tasted anything bad from Kona. Oh yeah. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Stop. I, I need. I just need to address this. Wait, wait, wait. We, we've talked about his rankings before, though. But Weedemann. Ask him what he did to Weedemann. I understand. You called him out on that. You're telling me that the Kona IPA. Is worse than that smoke beer because that's what you just did. Yes. Wow. Wow. I'm shocked by that. No. Yeah. Uh, peach love and happiness. Horrible. Horrible. No. Peach. Yeah. Hey, but that's from by Sweetwater. Yes. I, I and I know and I know Bacon listens and, and I know he works and for we Sweetwater. don't we don't bash Sweetwater hardly ever but that's one of the beers. No. Didn't need to be made. Uh, Luxon with bl- blood orange from Actual Brewing, which they're defunct now, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Out of business, uh, bad beer. <laughs> and then, you know, my favorite brewer is Founders yeah. Brewery. And I have their Rubius as a .25. It is a um, fruit beer. It's a raspberry fruit beer. And Shiner Lemon Peels my, Pills might be the worst I've ever had. Yes, Rick and Gene, he said that. Yeah. Hmm. It is, that was like... Sucking on a lemon peel. So I'm going to roll through my .25s quickly because there's one in here that you're going to be, like, shocked and angry about. And we're going to get into a fight about it, apparently. So uh, I have the Marzen version of the, sh- the Schmoke beer. I have Wowie from Rheingeist, which is a fruit beer. Puncher was, was the one from that tasted kind of shocked in there. <laughs> it tasted like dirt. Uh I had one this weekend in uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania from a brewery called Levity called Knock and Howl, and I kid you not, the beer tasted like vomit. That's the best way I can describe it. It's so you were disgusting. in Indiana, Pennsylvania? I was. Do you know that my wife went to college there? IUP. IUP. Nice. Um, have you guys ever had Red Velvet from Ballast Point? I have not. No. It has like a, like a skeleton kind of dude on it, and I thought, once again, I thought, oh, cool can. I bought it. It was horrible. Uh, Mr. Blue from Tuel, which is a, a double oatmeal stout, but it tastes like blueberries. So, so this next one's not good? Brew Kettle Major Lager was bad. Now, once it, here's the thing. Is if you ever go to Brew Kettle, the, the brewery up, I believe, in Strongsville, or just south of Strongsville, the food, phenomenal. 
But the beer. But the beer. <laughs> well, no, there's a lot. They have a lot of good beer there. Just not that one. So I'm going to skip down to two more because I want to see what you think. One is Delirium Red. Have you had Delirium Red? Delirium Tremens is a fantastic beer. And, and we talked about Delirium Noel. And Delirium Noel is a great beer. Delirium Red is their fruit beer. Horrible. And then I have on my list at a .25 Rolling Rock Pale Ale. But, but I like what you said here, though. The one right below it. A buddy of mine gave me that. Petrus aged pale for Christmas. Horrible. At the dinner table. Almost vomited. <laughs> so so we've talked about Rolling Rock a few times. Yep. Before they were bought by Miller, I was a f- huge fan of Rolling Rock beer. That was my college, like, high-end beer. When they got bought by Miller, it dropped considerably. Yeah, I find it to be super skunky, and I do not like that skunk taste. Yeah, it's it's. I will give you that the current version of it is really bad. Scott, Scott bad. Scott Kit. bad. Kit has picked Scott bad. Well, I have a lovely, lovely bomber can for you now. Oh, all right. Scott's in getting his revenge here in, in the door. There, Mike. This is oh. brewed in Erie, Pennsylvania. It oh. has it has been around for a hundred and fifty years. Is that what so, I think it is? Yes. Now, listen. Th- I, okay, keep going because I have I have a so it was inter- it beer. was introduced in 1878. Uh, for over 125 years, this has been America's icon. Today, every can, bottle, and pint glass delivers the same full taste and quality that made it famous in 1878. Brewed. With six row, is it the same water from 1878? Corn grits and hops from the Yakima Valley will forever be a classic, and that is Genesee beer. Now, I will say he did do you a favor because Genesee, their cream ale is one of the worst incarnations ever. So, some people like cream ales. So that's why I kind of veered oh. off of that. Oh, the Jenny Cream Ale is not a bad. It's a good beer for a cream ale. So the first time I had it, it was like 95 degrees on like well, okay. hole 10 on a golf course. And it so, was the worst possible beer yeah. to have at that point in time. So it's funny that you pulled this because when we were talking before about like big beer, right? And Mike made the comment of, you know, hey, sometimes a big beer is good drinking, right? It's drinkable, right? You cut the lawn, you want a tasty beer, whatever, and, you know, it's nothing spectacular, but it's not bad, right? So I actually checked a Genesee Light in four days ago. First time I've ever had Genesee. So Genesee Light, I would put above the Genesee. This this is, for your this drinking is college pleasure. for me. So the six-pack shop in Pennsylvania, if you don't know, years ago, you, you could not buy beer in a convenience store or a supermarket. You had to go to a six-pack shop. I worked at one. We sold that for $6 a 12. Okay. And that was the college beer of choice. So your impressions, Mr. Hagen? I don't think this beer is that bad. I, I think that <laughs> it it is a – it is your – Mainstay college beer, right? Nick mentioned, you know, Bush Light, right? 
There's all of these beers. There used to be a beer in Wisconsin called Huber. And what I remember about Huber, other than it was the beer that we were that we would buy, you know, pre twenty one, was that you'd buy these beers and they'd actually have stuff floating in the bottom of them. Okay, but it tasted just like this. This is just a like a pilsner made as cheaply as possible, but it's not bad as long as it's ice cold. It's okay. Now, when I get to the bottom of this, yeah, bar, I was going to say, let's talk about the bottom. Of the- <laughs> How's the bottom of that daddy over there? She gone. <laughs> sometimes it's better just to uh knock them down but i think this goes back to exactly what we said about this podcast being what you perceive as a bad beer or vice versa a good beer could absolutely as they're handing me the black bowl yes, of death you, you, here you're more in, you're in front of me so you're more involved. yeah um so as i'm as i'm talking i pulled out kit good Ah, I was actually hoping Scott would get my good, but oh, I was hoping for Kit's good. <laughs> I believe Scott just had one of these on Friday. So I uh, I brought the um, New Glarus Brewing oh, Spotted. You got cow. some Spotted Cow. I just I brought some oh, to. I brought some of this to Scott. I've got a case and a half of this at my house right now, and I will gladly. Enjoy this. I believe after what you've just drank, you deserve. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the reward. This is the pot this of gold at the end of the rainbow. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so little backstory in this. Obviously, I am from Wisconsin. Nick, Nick is looking confused. Oh uh, yeah. Well, Nick's got to try give you, this. Uh, you get you, you get the first this. sip. We've all had. This? You can only buy it in Wisconsin. That's right. It's uh, made in New Glarus, which is a town right outside the town that I grew up, uh, Middleton, Wisconsin. This is in my opinion, the best beer in Wisconsin, which is saying mm-hmm. something. Uh, and judging by, if you ever walk through the Milwaukee airport, you can buy this in 12 packs in like 80 locations at the airport. So judging by that, other people yep. think it's the best beer in Wisconsin. So I will tell you, I, I first experienced this when I was working in Wisconsin several years ago, but then more recently, uh, some new neighbors moved in across the street from us from Wisconsin, uh, Dr. Mark and uh, Danny Preisel. And uh their parents come down to visit quite often and they always bring this so every time they come to visit which is about four times a year they bring me a case of spotted cow which now sits in my it's it's basically turned into my house beer that's awesome this is a it's a farmhouse ale um and so the cool thing about this beer is it drinks really easy it but unlike most farmhouse saisons where they're they're a little bit overly sour. This one's not. They yep, just yeah. hit the sour. Uh, yeah, and I wouldn't even. I mean, even though they say it's a farmhouse, I wouldn't consider that on this one. Th- this is, you know, you talk about mowing the lawn, hot day. This this is right up there with the kind of the prize at the end of that. So um, thank you. This more than makes up for what Nick did to me earlier. So <laughs> I wanted I wanted Scott to drink this beer because he's. You know, he's a Bears fan and acknowledge the deliciousness of so, the Wisconsin beer. So I will acknowledge it regardless of getting it or not. Um, when Mike and I worked the CrossFit Games in 2017 in Madison, Wisconsin, um, after a long day of hard work, that is what we would drink in the hotel room every night before bed. And before that, before Scott flew in, my aunt and uncle who live in Watoma, Wisconsin, were raving about this brewery. New Glarus about there. There's a two women um, beer and this spotted cow that everyone loves it. But 
this last year um, when I worked the games, Jason Feinstein, myself, and Jeff Bacon, the Sweetwater Brewery rep, we went to the brewery. If you ever have a chance to go to this brewery, the view itself, the town itself, I mean, it's amazing. New Glarus has kind of got a uh, like a Scandinavian feel to yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And it's really cool. I haven't been to the brewery, so I, that's oh, cool that you oh, went. It, it's, they give you small tokens. You can go into a bar in the town. They give you an eight-ounce pour after you take the tour. I mean, the brewery itself, the, the, the pours you can get there, the yeah. store you get there. But they've made it into like an old ruins of a cathedral overlooking the valley where the town's at that has that Scandinavian, that Dutch. I mean, there's houses, The I mean, the chalet. I just, the whole town is in, involved in itself. It's great. Yeah, th- this beer is really fantastic. This is the first time I've had it. Um, and when you're trying new beers, definitely what you've drank before can influence kind of your opinions of, of what the beer is. But having gone from the Chester Copperfield, which is the kind of, has like much more of a smoky, <laughs> complex palate. the The great thing about this is it is perfectly light and crisp and not heavy at all. I this is such a great drinkable beer. It, it is beer simplicity at its best. Yeah, it the, honestly is. The balance yeah. in that beer is phenomenal, right? And I would say, New Glarus does a good job with all of their beers. Mike brought me back a sample pack from the games this year, and I there's not one that I did not like. What was it da- dancing? So we had Moon Man. Yeah, Moon we Man. Had, was we really had two good, yes. two women. Um. So, well, all right, Mike, ready to draw? Well, I, I gotta say, one of them is mine. So I get the whatever it is, and is it good or bad? Oh, it's good because you oh, gave oh, the Chester Copperfield. Oh, it's it it's good. Good enough that I'd want to drink it. Nick, good. Okay, so so like I said before, I'm much more of a New England IPA and double IPA fan. I My favorite beers come from Treehouse Brewing up in uh, Massachusetts. Oh. Their beers are I, they're, they're the perfect beer for me. They, I think they particularly specialize in double IPAs. Um, so because I couldn't get that, obviously on short notice, I brought Columbus's uh, double IPA, which is which is Bodie. It is, it's such a fantastic beer. They kind of initially released it on more of a limited basis, and I think because it became so popular and people really latched onto it, um, they've gotten to the point now where it started out as a limited thing. It was only available in the summers. It was really really hard to find at the time. I remember the summer it came out. I somehow found it in bottles and spent like 60 bucks on 24 because I loved it so much. Now they're starting to produce it, mass produce it in cans, which is really exciting. That's I think that's going to be coming out in 2020. Um, but this is my favorite Columbus-based double IPA, um, and I hope you hope you like it. Oh, I, I will like it. And actually, one of the last breweries I've been to um, was Columbus. Yeah, company. and they just opened up a new the tap uh, new yes. spot. That's that's the one I was I've been at. So the one um. I don't know the address. I apologize. It's it's kind of south of Grandview. Across yes, across the yes, right? yes. Yeah. So I haven't yeah. been there yet, but so w- w- with me taking the second to last pick, Scott got my pick. Now neither one of us are at all disappointed in, in what yeah. we got. Um, 
Scott got a Rheingeist Truth, which is one of my top five IPAs. I agree. I mean, it's just a solid IPA. Nothing outlandish. They didn't try to do anything. They just made a very good IPA. As, so, I, as I look around the table right now, I'm seeing Truth and Bodie and New Glarus and Genesee. And then I look over and Nick's got <laughs> Chester Copperpot. Copper Copper I, I tried the Copperpot. Uh, Nick yeah. was nice enough to allow me to have a sample of that. Um, not as bad as the Oxlerflora. Agree. But definite smoke in there. Uh-huh. Don't like that style. I've decided I'm out on that style. Yep. No more. Thank you. Um, can I can I make it up for you here? There, there. There's an Elvis juice to Nick. Wait, wait. Can I make it up to you? There you go, Matt. There's a there's an icy light for you, buddy. I do have a a a. I guess I not a secret beer, but I have a really bad beer that I'd like us all to try. So when I went up to holy cow, is that a big bottle? <laughs> That's what when I went up to. Ale, wine, and spirits, right? And I asked the guy about the smoked beer, and he said, no, I got copper pot. I said, yeah, no, I don't want that. He said, but I have this section over here, which is all of my clearance beers. And he said, this is the stuff that's been sitting in here. Kit got the blue light special. Yeah, exactly. He said, this is the stuff that's been sitting here for three years. And I told him what we were doing. He's like, so this technically is all of my really bad beer. Don't worry. I brought you one to bring home, too, so. Thanks. (laughs) So, and and I will say, just circle back on the copper pot. Sorry to interrupt you, but it started out pretty decent. It is difficult. It's rough to finish. It's rough to finish. It was fine for the first third. It's getting rough. Yeah, as is the Genesee. Just so we're (laughs) we're so we're clear. The warmer it gets, the worse it gets. So, so I I, before we move on to your your special beer, let me. I did draw Mike's good. It is Ryan Guy's truth. Um, I'm I'm fairly new to the IPA world of beers, maybe in the last 18 months. You're welcome. Um, and that is Mike that probably brought me in on that. Uh, it is it is when we talked about um, the new Glarus, like simplicity. That this IPA is just simple. There's nothing extra on there, and it's it's really tasty. I, I and I hate to say it that way because I'm sure the brewers don't think it's simple what they've done. But to an IPA lover that loves just that hoppiness, to me, it's just there. Well, I, I honestly, the, Rheingeist is a, it is a relatively simplistic IPA, and I think that's why it's become so popular. That is probably by far their best-selling beer. You see that all over the place here in yeah. Ohio, and I, I think it's, it's a credit to them that they've been able to craft something that, I feel like if you're new to IPAs and craft beer, you're gonna like it. Um, if you're inclined to like IPAs, and then if you're just a general fan of IPAs, if you had a lot, um, also very drinkable, um, a very good go-to beer. If you're just kind of out and about, it's it's everywhere, um, and it's it's an easy fallback. Yeah, Definitely in Giordano's Pizza Place. One, two quick things. Um, when you, I'm a I'm an addict of cooking shows, right? So they always say that chefs get overly complicated, and then it doesn't taste right. Stay to the simple basics and it tastes better, right? Simplicity is good. So I don't think it's a it's a detriment to say anything about the simplicity of it. No. They just hit it out of the park. The second thing I'm gonna say is my wife recently applied for a job at Rheingeist. And Rheingeist, if you're listening, she's a great (laughs) hire. It'd be an awesome thing to have her there. 
Just saying. And you'll get tons of plugs on this podcast, yeah. apparently. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So one thing I was always interested about Rheingeist is because we talked about the cans, right, and the designs. Mm-hmm. I actually think Rheingeist might have the best beer logo in the craft beer industry. They have this little, <laughs> like, kind of ghost, which is the Rheingeist. Rheingeist means it has some goat. Geist is a ghost in German, I believe, right? And I just think their branding is tremendous. I have a couple of shirts from Ryan Guys. I have a hat from Ryan Guys. I re- just really like how they brand themselves. I, I apologize. I, I only rep one beer company. Well, two. Sweetwater, Old Tang River Brewing. Okay. I, I know. I don't know. Hey, we, we are equal opportunity beer enthusiasts but, but, in this but room. That's just because I haven't spent any money anywhere else. And Ryan Guys does have great branding. They're, they, yes. Aside from their logo, all their cans are relatively simplistic. It's like two or three colors that really and you know and you know it's pop. their beer, yeah, which is sure. nice. They they change the colors for the beer, but you know that's Ryan Geis. Right. You get to some of these yeah. breweries and their marketing cans- their marketing people deserve a, a kudos yeah, because you, well this the can's great, but you don't know who it's from. Yep. This can's great, but who is it from? Yep. Now, one thing that I've always been curious about, Ryan Geis, and, and I'd love to try and get a podcast down there in Cincinnati, right? They're headquartered in Cincinnati. They're in Over the Rhine. They have a, apparently a great place. I've never been there. But they used to have a beer called Cougar. Yes. Oh, yeah. They still okay. do. Yes, they do. Yep. Okay, but that beer, I don't. do they still have it? They do. You sure? Because, yes. Because I thought they replaced it. I thought they replaced it with Cheetah. No, they have Cheetah. I still have Cougar because I can't. I I have not seen Cougar. I haven't seen Cougar at least in Columbus. I haven't seen Cougar for a long time. And what I was always interested in is it looked like they took Cheetah and replaced it with, or they took Cougar and replaced it with Cheetah. You know, it's funny you say that because I. So I'm looking at my untapped check-ins. They were all in 2016 and 2017. That's right. I don't think they make Cougar anymore. And here's which is a shame. Right. And here's the thing that I find incredibly interesting about that Cougar. At, as good as truth is, Cougar, I think, was their best-selling beer. But Cougar was their blonde ale, while Cheetah is their lager. Right, but they is... but they kind of, like, put all of their marketing muscle behind Cheetah. And I just want to know, that Cougar had to have been selling like crazy. I, I, everybody I knew drank Cougar, and then it just ended. How do you well, I wonder, a beer like that? I wonder, too, if it's par- partly because Rheingeist has grown an insane amount over the last, like, two or three years. I almost wonder if it's just like a dollars and cents things. Maybe the ingredients are slightly more expensive for Cougar, and that's what. Or maybe they're just not mass producing. It's just at the tap room. What? What is I it? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that, so that's my question: is what happened to Cougar? Because it was a great selling and a really good beer. Well, Frank Geist, if you're listening, we'd love to have answers to this, and you can call me, email me, check out my website, and we'll get with you and get you on the podcast. All right, so. We've now dispensed with all of the black bag. And as far as I know, we have two more things to cover. And maybe more, but I'm just saying right now. On, on my list, we have two more things. One is to taste the special bad beer. And then the other is Scott owes me a six-pack of beer. And he needs to explain why he owes me a six-pack of beer. So what do you want to do first, the bad beer? Yeah, <laughs> is that what well, you actually, want? I, I think I think we can make a six pack of beer out of the fridge there, Scott. No, no, no. I get to pick this beer. Okay, let's do the bad beer first. Okay, so only, this only if you could only if you could pronounce it. I can pronounce this one. So this, again, this is the one that the guys at Ale Wine and Spirits said 
here's my shelf of crap beer. Go ahead and pick it. He picked out two beers for me, and this was one. And it's actually from a brewery that I really like, Languinitas. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, Don't th- they uh, brew the old leg humper? They do, which is a tremendous beer. <laughs> they, bra- they brew brown <laughs> sugar. They brew, they brew a couple of really good IPAs, a couple good double IPAs. A little something-something. Little yep, a little something-something. Um, they are brewed in, uh, what is it, Petaluma, California. So I think it's generally San Diego area. Yep. And they also have a brewery in Chicago. Which, which I believe one of their uh, icons or logo is the Black Lab. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. The, the, the couple beer glasses I have have that Black Lab on. Okay, so what makes this beer horrible, I'm thinking, I've never had it, it's called Saki Tumi. So this is an ale with <laughs> sake in it. Saki yeast and rice. Yes, Matt. Oh, no is correct. So I'm going to dispense I, I like sake. Uh-oh. So I'm excited to try <laughs> that, this. That's one hey, of something. If you've, yeah. ever, if you've ever had a sake bomber. Yeah, I've had a sake oh, bomber. Oh, yeah. They're good. Yeah. Well, everyone's got to drain their plastic cups. And then we're going to open the sake to me. It does not have a description on it, which is scary. Concerning. Scary. Right. Would you like me to scan it and see if we could find a description? It also only came in a 32 fluid ounce <laughs> portion, so we have a lot of this. So you can only buy it in bulk. Yep. So it, out of 14,000 check-ins and untapped, it's 3.81. 9% ABV. 42 IBUs. Oh, boy. And IPA, IPA Imperial Double. The Imperial IPA features high hop bitterness, flavor aroma, <laughs> hop character. It's fresh and evident from the utilization of a variety of hops. Alcohol content is medium to high and notably evident with a medium high to full body. The intention of this style is to exhibit the fresh and evident character of hops. 3.81, which is higher than the... Ugh, whatever. I think that tells you that uh, the mass ratings on Untapped are completely erroneous. Because I don't know. Can you find? We, we need to research this. Can you find a beer that is unanimously rated as garbage? Doesn't seem like it. If the smoke beer was a three point seven one, right? I mean, Smirnoff Ice is probably on there, so I would assume. <laughs> God, do they make Smirnoff Ice anymore? Oh yeah, yes they do. Yeah, a that's a ranch, little Jolly Ranch in there. Little uh, at all of my friends' uh, weddings, we get at least twenty-four Smirnoff Ices, and it's a game on who can ice each other the most. So I just took a sip. Yep. I don't think it's that bad. It man. isn't that bad, actually. It's not. Where's, where's, did you already? I got some. Well, there's still a little left here. Here, here. It, you brought it. I brought it, so I'll finish <laughs> yeah. it off. Wow, I, it's actually not that bad. I don't think there's anything wrong with this beer. <laughs> this Dang is, it! I wanted it to be horrible, and it's not. It's it's actually really clean. Yeah, describe it, Scott. Put put the put the professor hat on and tell us what you think. So, gosh, so it's it's not layers of flavor like some of the beers right. that we try the, here. The, the, it's the aroma, kind of single note. Good, the, the aroma doesn't smell good though. It smells yeah. like. Uh, it, it smells better than the Genesee and the Natty Daddy. Well, touche. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's clean. Wow, it's, you're it's really a, going on the limb on that one. Too. Super clean finish, just your basic. It's just like like a basic yeah. lager, but super clean. There's not much to it. You can taste the sake. Yeah, it's got a, a burn, a sake burn to it. But 
The weird thing about the sake, if you've ever had sake, while it it burns, it's not super alcohol tasting, and I don't. So this beer doesn't have that astringent component to it. It's not too bad. Now this isn't terrible. This is um. There's not much much complexity to it after you get past the sake. Um, yeah, and it is to Nick's point. It is nine percent though, so be careful. Okay, ready. They have Sakatumi 2017, the Fusion 2000 Sakatumi Heavyweight, the Sakatumi Seltzer, the Sakatumi Barrel Aged, the Sakatumi Uncut, Sakatumi Heavyweight, and the Sakatumi. This is the 2017 version. No longer in production. There's only 369 check-ins at 3.82. It's we are the chosen few, less than 400 people. It's part of the one-hitter series? I'm not familiar with that at all. Well, it might have been a one-hit done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so unfortunately my my horrible beer that I wanted to ruin the rest of the podcast with isn't horrible. But the smoke beer was bad. It's un- that's it was. undeniable. I I have, I have I have one more beer um, for everyone to try. Pull it's, it out. It's not good or bad. I think it's a really solid drinkable beer, but um, everyone can give it a shot. All right, Scott. And the other thing is we need to cover off the bet. So now that we've drank the Sakatumi. So how was everybody's week? <laughs> um, visit any new breweries? Uh, so over the holidays, you know, we, we always – you know, most families have a little beverage at Christmas dinner. Um, reluctantly, my family, we, I, uh, Nick is my nephew, just so everybody knows. Uh, and we went to my mom's house for Christmas. And we actually took a couple of the holiday beers that we sampled uh, for my dad to try. And if you remember back. How do you like the Mad Elf? Uh, so he liked the Shiner Cheer so much. That he never got to the Mad Elf. Now, hold on a second. So, my grandpa has a bit of a sneaky streak in him. <laughs> I was home a couple nights ago, and I, my uncle had left a couple of the Mad Elfs behind. I had I drank two of them, but when I went to throw away the first one, there was an empty Mad Elf bottle laying in the garbage can that I'm pretty sure my grandpa snuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> either to... Not tell my grandma, or because he didn't like it. But we'll have to we'll have to get back to you on the review from him. But he loved the Shiner Cheer. Like he's a peach fanatic, and that peach was really something that he dug a lot. So it's fun to see him like that and actually ask for another. Uh, so that was fun. Um, and then when we go to my in-laws, it's more of a hard alcohol kind of a Christmas. Um, so that was more of a bourbon and rum Christmas than a beer. Uh, but then yesterday I was, I actually am turning 50 in a couple days. Hey, congratulations. So January 1st, I'm a New Year's baby. I am turning 50. Uh, we had a party last night and I received a lot of beer as gifts. And I am so excited to try some of the stuff that was given to me uh, because a lot of it I have not had before. Did you have the double dipping? I had the double dipping by Outer Belt Brewing. Uh, it was really good. I've yes. had that a couple times now. Um, so smooth. Nice stout, 
with a hint of mint. Peppermint, yeah. Um, and uh, really good beer. And then Nick actually got me also uh, the Slow Turbo. Yep. Uh, by Hoof Hearted. Yep. And uh, I really enjoyed that as well. Uh, that was a really clean IPA, a hazy double IPA. IPA. Yeah, double or hazy. It's, yeah. It's got a really, it's super smooth, um, has a really nice little fruit aftertaste to it. It's good. So anybody else have good holiday well, beer? On, on Christmas, I go over to my buddy Doug Edgerton's house, and he's always got a variety of stuff for me. Um, I believe, looking back at Untapped. Um, because hop, you don't remember yourself? Uh, it, I'm getting old, Nick. You know, new edition. responsibly. Yes, yes. Um, hop Mana IPA from Schmaltz Brewing Company was one of my first, which was not bad, not a bad beer. Then I went to an A-Crop Backlight from Zaftig, which was a stout. To Petrus Aged Pale Ale, which is a sour, which he didn't tell me. Horrible. Thank you, Kit. Exactly what I said. So the A-Crop Backlight. From Zaftig. Uh, I actually had that over the holidays. No, sorry. It's not from Zaftig. Sorry. It's from Brogerie de Brondadardier. No, that is from Zaftig. No, no, no. The Petrus. Yes. So you had the A-Crop. Yeah. What was your thoughts on that? I gave it a 3.5. So I liked for it. For a stout, it was actually too much for me, man. I had I actually did not rate it well. I after after the Schmaltz, I had that one, and before the Petrus, which was horrible, I had Acrop, and I liked it. After that, though, I had an Apt Twelve from Saint Bernardus, an Abiel. I get. I, I mean, I'm not a huge <laughs> huge Abiel fan, even though one of the first craft breweries I ever went to was Oma Gang outside of Cooperstown. You go to all the breweries that I want to go to. You've been hey. to Glarus. <laughs> Oma Gang is my favorite brewery. I grew up 59 minutes away from Oma Gang. We went there when they used to sell the cases of the ones they wouldn't sell so you could make chili beer. Oh, really? Yes. So my all-time number one favorite beer is Oma Gang Rare Voss. Which means Sly Fox because it's a lower alcohol content. At that point, they couldn't get it over state lines. Yeah, speaking of lower alcohol content, maybe next time we do this, we we, we set a uh, ABV limit on what we bring. Or or, or or do we do sit there and say, hey, okay, ABV high, ABV high, but still tastes good, or ABV low and still tastes good. I mean, you were mentioning Oma Gang. I have yet to try an Oma Gang beer that I like. I, it is, I, I don't know what it is about their beers. I've tried like the Midas Touch, which... Yep was the devil so and <laughs> here's my here's my review of home gang and as i said it, like it's my favorite brewery but in full disclosure and scott and i had some of this discussion on our thanksgiving podcast like i love belgian beers right so style wise they are that's, right that's right up your alley yeah, they're right on right up my alley i will say this i i felt like like rare voss Scott, you said one day you had a beer, and I can't remember which beer it was, and it was almost like your, it was like your awakening into craft beer, right? I had Rare Voss. I remember the day I had Rare Voss. We were at a restaurant, and this was like, oh, geez, it must have been 15 years ago. And I had the beer, and I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And it was my entry point into craft and, beer. And that's their third, when they first started brewing outside of, outside of, um, Cooperstown, which they found the right springs because of the water. That's mm -hmm. why they start because the springs in, in in mid 
upstate New York, mid New York, is what everything was made famous of. So you had three beers Oma Gang brewed. They brewed their Oma Gang, which was their Abbey Ale, their Hennepin, yep. then their their Rare Voss. Their Hennepin was named after Saint Hennepin, which was one of the saints that became sainthood from curing the plague. Because when they made beer, what happened is they had to boil the water, and people stopped getting the plague to make the beer. Well, why did they not get the plague then? Because the water was boiled. Not because it was beer, but... Well, and so, uh, the other thing that's true about Omegang is they got bought by Duvel. Yes. And and what then happened, at least from my perspective, is they started getting into this this branding thing with Game of Thrones. Yeah. And, that... and they went a li- I think they went a little bit off the rails with the Game of Thrones thing. I tried that every year for several years, too, and it was always... You know, my uncle was talking about when a cook gets in the cook in the kitchen and they try to make it too complex and it just turns out bad. That's what all of those beers turned out to me. And so I tried the Abbey, I tried the Midas Touch, and it just got to a point where I was just like, I, now, it, they're really popular and a lot of people like them. I just, for whatever reason, can't get into it. So um, to finish up my uh, talking about the holidays, um, in the last month I've been to Fathead's Brewery just north of Strongsville, Ohio. I'm away to the Winter Classic, and then up there went to the Barley House. If you've never been to the Barley House, the pizza there is amazing. If you stay in the downtown Hilton, right across from the Cleveland Stadium, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, walking distance. Um, Brew Kettle uh, was phenomenal food. We talked about that earlier. Taft's Brewery. Um, I have not had the New Haven-style pizza, but I've heard the food there is phenomenal, too. But the beer's good. They have a wide variety. I've had a couple things that, eh, I wouldn't choose again, but... I've had a couple that have been great. So, Nick, what did you do over the holidays? Yeah, so I went to a couple places. So we're I'm originally from northwestern Pennsylvania. Um, and specifically, I went to a brewery called Laver- Laveries. Um, they originally started in Erie, Pennsylvania. And they've since started to kind of expand across kind of northwestern Pennsylvania. And they have a brand new brewery our branch of their brewery in Titusville, Pennsylvania. And I had a beer there um, called Balaclava, which was a double IPA. It was like, I think it was seven, eight percent. That was honestly fantastic. It was, it was really, really great. And their, their brewer that they, they just opened up in Titusville is very open, well lit. It's super nice. They got a couple TVs in there, got some board games. It's a great place to go in general. Um, and their food's amazing too. So I had the roasted chicken um, there, which was awesome. It was served on this huge bed of uh, purple cabbage that they like cooked up with some pineapple and, and stuff that was, that was really, really awesome. Um, that was probably my favorite beer that I had over the holidays. And then we also, um, the Mad Elf was also really, really good. I thought that was a solid um solid christmas beer it was 11% but didn't really taste like it um so yeah, yeah that was, it's it's sneaky for sure it is yeah two of those and you're you're feeling all right yeah. and we we talked about that in our holiday episode you know that probably was the winner overall in our holiday beer selection um and that it's great but too bad you can only have two um on the holidays but yeah, and, and I didn't really travel anywhere over the holidays. Um, really, kind of a tradition in my house is just to uh, kind of bunker down uh, with my wife and di- drink different stouts in front of the fireplace. And so we did that again this year, but we really stayed to the Guinness, the um, uh, 
the duck rabbit since we were able to find that and some left-handed milk stout and just really enjoy those so that was really kind of where we now i do have some travel coming up that's going to take me some different places so i'll be sure to uh, uh but didn't you go to kentucky i did go to kentucky oh, yeah. um did you do the bourbon barrel <sighs> we did not did not um yeah, my, my reasons for being in Kentucky were for more Irish dance. Not me personally. I mean, but um, I pulled a hamstring. He's so a I hell could, of a dancer. I, I couldn't dance that week. But um, Michael so, Flatley, Lord of <laughs> yeah. the Dance. Matt yeah. Zetzer, Lord of Lord the Dance. Of the yeah, dance. That's, yes. that's, yeah, yeah, check me out on, uh, on Instagram. Um, no. <laughs> um, so I do have some travel coming up. But when I was in Kentucky, it was, it was for other reasons. So I didn't really get a chance to partake too much. Um, but I will report back on some of my travels coming up in the new year. Awesome. So, so I went. I was in uh, Western Pennsylvania for a good portion of uh, of the holidays, and I also did a trip to Philadelphia. I think we talked about that before, um, uh, right around Thanksgiving. I I did go to a place called a couple breweries. Um, one is I'm going to get the name wrong, and I, I apologize because I, I met I met the owner Keith Costello. Um, I think it's J T Radinger's. Um, it's in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. We went there, Ooh. and it had been open for four days and Keith was nice enough to introduce me to his brewmaster we went down into kind of their facility they were literally just brewing like their second or third beer uh it was a great place good beers I highly recommend going there um and I'll probably get us some kind of uh of interview out there I think um that'd be, that'd be incredible yeah and then uh, we go to Indiana, Pennsylvania for Christmas, and there's a brewery there called Levity. And I, I guess I referenced this a little bit. Um, they had this, uh, this beer called Knock and Howl, which I did not like. Um, but, but they had four or five other beers that are tremendous. And, and it's a neat place, actually a good place to bring the kids. They have board games. We, we played trivia there. Um, re- really nice. I, I, if anybody's in Indiana, Pennsylvania, I, I would recommend going to Levity. And then the last place is we went to a, a brewery called Cinderlands, which is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And, uh, and this kind of goes with, uh, with what Nick was saying. Uh, it's a full brewery and restaurant. They had some of the best food I've ever had. They had a, they had a goat cheese, fried goat cheese appetizer that had uh, like a fig jam with it. It was one of the best things I've ever eaten. I ordered oh. two of them because the first one I just hammered, and I'm like, oh, no one else has tasted this, so I need to, <laughs> I need to let other people taste you it. You said goat cheese and fig. Yes. It was delicious. And then we also had, like, I, I know this is kind of a, a staple of most microbreweries, but the pretzel, right? You, you go in these places, they have a pretzel. Their pretzel was fantastic. Now, did they give you one pretzel, a couple pretzel rods? They gave us a big, soft pretzel, kind of German style, with cheese dipping sauce. How big was the pretzel? Uh, plate size. Okay, because the reason I, I, I argue about this too. Watching them share a microphone for this conversation it's, is very it's weird. Big. <laughs> um, it's big. Sometimes you get the one pretzel, and it's a normal-sized pretzel, and you're spending $7 on that one pretzel. Yeah, this, this pretzel, I don't, I don't know if they fried it there was something about the pretzel that was really good and then we actually ate dinner there and i had a burger the burger was was tremendous so uh cinderlands i highly recommend um they had uh seven or eight different beers that i tried uh just they they give you a 2.5 ounce pour uh beers were really good as well so the last thing i kind of want to update on is matt and i actually after the zaftig interview we stayed and had lunch 
at the new brew pub with their food. Um, and uh, Matt and I both had a burger. Yep. Our yep. wives both had a version of pimento cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got to say, like, that burger was really good. I think it it it. It it brought to fruition everything they said during our podcast about the about the chef and building a menu. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. And I tried um, Julie's uh, pimento cheese platter, and freaking phenomenal, man! Like you think pimento cheese simple and simplistic, and we've talked about that kind of all day, but it just hit it out of the park, right? The right kind of like accessory with that pimento cheese, and it just. Blew it out of the park. Yeah, I, th- I, I thought it was great. I would have loved to have tried uh, my wife's food, but... Um, yeah, she said absolutely not. Absolutely She's not. at all. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. When, when you're dealing with redheads, you know quite well, Scott, what that entails. So Yeah. So, now that we've kind of updated the holidays... What was the worst beer we had today? Uh, <laughs> would we all agree on that? I mean... Yes. Yes. I chose it <laughs> yes. for a reason. I know you called me out of my 1.0 rating of this beer, but the other version of this, if you can believe it, is actually worse because this one is aged in oak. The other one's aged in birch. And I know that sounds like a weird difference, but it makes The sense. Natty Daddy was aged in aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And packaged in aluminum and available in a large 25 ounce. And tasted can. like it was packaged. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we. Agreed. I kind of feel sorry that I didn't get enough other than the backwash on the hocked. Sorry, I mean, the font on this bottle. I mean, can you even. It's. I, I can't. So when I went and bought it at Pies and Pines, it took the guy five minutes to ring me up because he actually couldn't find it in the system. He had, he had to have the girl come over, the manager come over, and she goes, oh. It's not under oct, it's under schwafflerer. I'm so glad you got it, Scott. I'm, I'm glad I could assist. <laughs> Heller Brautrum Rocht Beer. That's what it all stands for. So there is the, the final piece of this podcast, which is the bet the kitten I made. So right glad you kitten. saved this for last. The best for last, Scott. And that is the Bears-Packers game. Mm-hmm. That we bet a six-pack on. I, I'd like to point out that the Bears-Packers discussion was actually kind of what spurred us on to get connected on a podcast. Remember, remember, we were sitting at we did we were sitting at Shred at the barbecue, and we just started talking Packers Bears, and then we started talking about craft beers. And, and I do have to say, most times when you're like talking to a rival team fan, yep, it gets absurd, right? Right. But you and I had a like a civil conversation. That's right. A realistic conversation about both teams and what they were. And that's why I wanted you on this podcast, right? Cuz because we can regardless of our our fandom, right. we can still come to agreement in some aspects of things, right? That's right. That's right. I think you can be rational. You can be a rational fan. And I think you and I are rational fans, right? And there's there's things that are great about your teams and there's things that stink about your teams. Now that being said, I'm glad the Packers won. Oh, Mike, Mike so, has something to add to this. Who was a better quarterback, Lynn Dickey or Jim Harbaugh? That would be Jim Harbaugh. Ooh, 
Jim Let me Harbaugh, get my Google machine out again. Jim Harbaugh would give 110% to gain one yard. Lynn Dickey did have the benefit of a Hall of Fame receiver in James Lofton and John Jefferson. So Now, it's funny you say it because I grew up in, when the Packers were quarterbacked by Lynn Dickey and then Randy Wright. I mean, they were horrible. Everybody thinks, oh, the Packers were great. You know, they've had Favre and Rodgers. No, 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 no. Oh, you, they were not good until I the, was the in Magic college. The Magic Man years. Yeah. The Don Mikowski. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what Kit and I bet, if you did not listen to episode four, is that we bet a six-pack. That's right. He bet that he would give me new Glarus, a spotted cow, if the Bears won. And I had to give him a Chicago beer six-pack. And his favorite brewer in Chicago is Revolution. That's correct? correct. That's right. So what I have to say is I tried to pay off the bet. I went to my craft beer store and said, what do you have made by Revolution? And they're like, we can't keep it in stock. <laughs> right. Have you had Revolution? I have not. Oh, I mean, it's Re- in your it's it's your hometown. Revolution's brewery. great. So working oh. mom is a five out of five for me on Untapped. It's amazing. Yeah, they they actually have a double IPA that I don't know that they make anymore. I because just so you know, I have several Bears fans in my life that I make the same bet with. So I've always been lucky enough to receive the benefits of this bet. So I always like Revolution. The problem with Revolution, to your point, is it's hard to find because they sell out quickly, and the beers that I like of them are in limited supply. But if you can find me any Revolution beer, I will accept that as payment. So I went to my craft beer store, and this is the story they gave me, right? I said, I need anything Revolution. He goes, I got nothing in stock. I have one case of a special release that they're bringing in, and I'm only selling it as singles. And he goes, I'm putting it on social media, and you'll never get it. What? Listen, if it's special release, I'd accept one can of that as the payment. So Re- Revolution was one of the breweries stopping in in Chicago on the way to the games. And uh, and you're talking the CrossFit The game. CrossFit games. Sorry about that. And the bacon-flavored popcorn that they had at the brewery, that all the grease, all the oil they ever use is from bacon but fistmas anti-hero they got some great beers at revolution so kit what i'm telling you is i could not get a six-pack yet okay i am not you're not welching i'm on not the bet. welching on the bet i will by the next podcast i will find something for you from revolution brewing i will accept that I'll, and i'll also accept the full benefit of the trash talk of this bet i am literally sitting in a podcast center that i can't look in any direction and not see bears paraphernalia I am the refrigerator a, that's right. is painted the refrigerator is blue and orange okay and i'm sitting here with my packers hat and i couldn't be happier i will i will say the bears are winning currently as we are recording this podcast and uh, the packers are losing to the detroit lions so we'll say that. However, they're going to finish no worse than the third seed in the NFC. So there's that. So congratulations on your bet win. I will pay it off by the next roundtable discussion we have. Um, hopefully we have uh, Perfect Poor. I know we're talking with them about maybe doing a podcast. Yep. 
So I'll run over there, see if they have anything. Um, I'm also in discussions, almost final, uh, with the Daily Growler. Nice. Um, and so we're hoping to do that just after the first of the year. So uh, for our listeners, Daily Growler is a curator of craft beers. And uh, we're going to talk to them about how they make the decision on what they're going to bring into their, their establishment. They actually have gone from one establishment to four uh, in a very short amount of time. And they have 60 beers on tap at all times. Typically, even between the four different locations, they're all different beers. Uh, so huge selection. And sometimes I've found they, gr- they curate a beer and then barrel age it themselves and then put it on tap. I actually had a 12, do- 12 Dogs Christmas Ale that was aged for two years in a rum barrel that was freaking phenomenal. Uh, and you can only get that at a Daily Growler that took the time to do that, right? So um, I'm anxious to talk to them. It's a father and son that own the establishment. I've talked with both of them. Uh, the father is reluctant to come on the podcast, uh, but I know some of his friends, and I'm putting pressure on him. Uh, to be able to come on the podcast. Uh, they are excited to do it, and hopefully that is our next episode. Um, so hopefully we can bang that out in about a week and a half or so and get this out to you. If not, uh, we'll get a round table out or something to you. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for subscribing to our podcast. Uh, we are now international. We have people listening in three foreign countries as well as 15 states across the country. What I'm proud of is that only 60% of our listeners are from Ohio. That means 40% of our listeners are from outside the state or in another country. So thank you so much for listening to us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. And see you next time on Episode 7. Thank you very much. This has been Craft Beers and Cheat Meals with the Clydesdale Crossfitter. Again, my name is Scott Schweitzer, and I am the Clydesdale Crossfitter. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, go ahead and hit that like button or subscribe button. And feel free to give us a really good rating. We'd love to see that. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Craft Beers and Cheat Meals with the Clydesdale Crossfitter.